Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. It is April 26, 2022. I'm Trey Crowder, and that's Mark Ag. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? A lot of stuff going on, bud. Hope your week's been good so far because I'm about sure. to ruin it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we're good for that here at the Skews. Yeah. Yeah, uh, updates on a couple things. Uh, one, Madison Cawthorn got caught with a gun at the airport, I think, yesterday. Loaded. He took a loaded gun to the airport in Charlotte. Uh, yeah, and uh, here's the funny thing. It's the second time he's done mm-hmm. this. He took one through another air- uh, uh, another airport in uh, North Carolina a while back. I don't know if that one was loaded or not, but nothing happened to him the first time, which is wild. Surely uh, not. Yeah, congressperson just getting away with some shit. That don't sound right. Uh, Dude, my buddy, is he like doing it on purpose? You think like, you know how how wild they are about guns and like Bobert, you know, uh, bringing hers with her all around the Capitol and all that shit Mm -hmm. and making a whole show of it. You think he's trying to like play at some angle by doing this or something or he's just dumb and keeps forgetting that he's strapped when he goes to the airport yeah my, my buddy steve uh he uh had been to a gun range and he used to use the same bag for carry-on at the airport and so he accidentally took his gun through airport security once he, it was unloaded because he's not a lunatic and doesn't carry like you guns all these gun people are have horrible gun safety protocols it is uh, it is yeah. wild to me, and, but like he got like a ten thousand dollar fine. It was like we'll put on the no fly list for like a year or two, and he was like no criminal record or anything like that. It was just like yeah, uh, so. I, I can't remember who it was now because it's been a long time ago. But there was a professional football player who got caught with a gun at an airport once. Also, it was a mistake, but that mm-hmm. was a huge deal. Now, of course, this guy you know was black, so I'm sure that factored into it uh, heavily. But I mean, it was I remember it being a big thing. He got in a lot of shit over it. But, you yeah, know, he was neither yeah. white nor in Congress, so uh, could have something to do with it. Good. Yeah. Uh, Cawthorn's also a bit, maybe a bit of financial, well, a criminal trouble for insider trading. Remember we talked about Let's Go Brandon coin a while mm-hmm. back? So apparently, <laughs> Mass and Cawthorn is good friends with the guy who started Let's Go Brandon coin, which, of course, he is. And uh, when they signed that NASCAR deal we talked about a while back, Cawthorn tweeted out the day before that big news is about to happen. Let's go Brandon coined it and it drove the price up. The deal was announced the price on like 575%. When NASCAR squashed that deal, it went through the floor at zero. In the between there, everyone who, every major stakeholder cashed out with a mm-hmm. profit. And uh, Cawthorn said he owned some, not clear when he sold it, but he, if he knew about the NASCAR deal beforehand, that's insider trading and he'd be busted for it. But again, nothing's going to happen to him. No, um, no, we don't do that. Another minor update, a reader, uh, a viewer comment brought it up, I think, last week about, like, what was up with the the math books being banned under the critical race theory law in Florida. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, I read some about it, being, but how are kind of math be racist? Well, someone dug into it. And what it is is uh, there's, like, some touchy-feely language in a lot of math books um, about instilling self-confidence in kids. And I don't – yeah, take it out of the textbook. But, but the origin story for that, it was, like, the right – that pushed for that to be in textbooks because it's part of that. They, they literally use the word, word growth mindset mm-hmm. in, in math books about learning how to be good at business. So it's part of like bootstrapping. Right. Yeah. Right. Personal responsibility yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like they're, they're getting mad at their own bullshit, which is like, I don't know, take, take that out of the text. I don't give a shit, but like, ew, whatever. Uh, that's all dumb. And also like Disney thing. So DeSantis signed a law last week that would, in theory, a Disney uh, world in Florida, is, is its own government, right? Mm-hmm. 
it pays for its own roads and schools and fire department, not, not schools, they don't schools, but roads and fire department, infrastructure, water, sewer, and exchange, it gets to like run its own, like it handle its own affairs. So like there's no zoning process if Disney wants to build a hotel. So what they get in exchange for paying for all their own police and firefighter and sewage and stuff is they don't have, they, if they want to build a hotel, they just do it. Right. So somebody was like, how'd they get that arrangement? So I looked into it. So Walt Disney wanted to build Disney World. He wanted to build the community of tomorrow, right? He wanted to build his own civilization, sort of. So uh, he, he, but he wanted to buy the land at cheap. So what he did was he had a bunch of shell companies buy it. And this was run by a former CIA officer. <laughs> he had, had a former spy run all these shell companies to buy up all this land on, uh, uh, on the low. And when it was discovered, of course, the price spiked because everyone knew the land was super valuable because Disney was trying to acquire it to build a big park. And if you own a big chunk of land right where they need it, that's super valuable. Them, of right? course, yeah. So what they did was Disney hired a bunch of people. When they hired employees, they moved into these areas and they voted to take the other land through them in a domain and also to establish their own municipality. So Disney rigged, you use a say officer to rig local elections in Florida. And that's how Disney got its own government. Magic kingdom <laughs> indeed, buddy. Yeah, is that what oh, magic? it was just, you know, trade craft, yeah. <laughs> espionage and shit. Yeah. It makes me insane that like you you, you peel back one layer or anything in America as a CIA agent thing, right. just like smoking, like smoking a cigarette in a dark garage. <laughs> yeah. I happen to look at that dude. You put a link to it in there, the guy that you're talking about, the CIA agent, and he did uh, smoke himself to death. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it checks out. But, you know, it's yeah. a, it, like if you're going to be a CIA guy shrouded in secrecy and shadow inside a parking garage somewhere, you're going to want to be smoking cigarettes, I think. Like, it's just yeah. part of the whole yeah. deal, you know? Yeah, this guy was a lit, legit spy, man. He was running a bunch of, like, weird covert ops uh, in, in, in Cuba. He started a bunch of fake, like, smuggling companies, like CIA shell corporations. He also stole a bunch of money from the Philippines to finance anti-communist activities. All of it. So, like, he was he was dedicated and also loved the mouse. So, yeah. Well, that is uh, truly wonderful and in, <laughs> inspiring uh, with yeah. that type of whimsical uh you know black ops we got going on in this country forever now anyway we're we're, let's do it producer matt is with us as always this is weekly skews i want to remind y'all of course of a couple of things this first one's a little different don't tune me out listen to me y'all it's a little different number one if you're vaccinated want to see me live go to trey crowder dot com that's right treycrowder.com it is different because this summer i will be embarking on a solo stand-up comedy tour fret not it's all good on the home front with me Corey, and drew we're not breaking up or nothing there will be well-read shows in the future we're just gonna do our own thing for a little bit and for me that means doing longer sets all brand new material so yeah we're gonna have fun with it if that sounds good to you go to treycrowder.com check out the uh the cities and the dates there and maybe come and see me okay number two if you like this show and you want to show your support we'd appreciate it and you can do so by signing up on patreon that's right five dollars a month get you full-length bonus episodes like the the one we're going to do later this week on the subject of big data and the company in that field who's looking into selling your personal information to the Lord. That's right. It's going <laughs> to be a good episode. And there's plenty more we've already done and more to come in the future. So if you're into that, go to weeklyskews.com slash more. Or just look me up on Patreon, sign up for the SKUs tier, and get some more of this show in your life. And show us your support in doing so. We would appreciate it. All right. 
On the show tonight, mergers and acquisitions, so hot right now. One in particular has got everybody a buzz. I'm talking, of course, about Elon Musk acquiring Twitter for 45-some-odd billion goddamn dollars. As far as deals go, seems like a pretty big one. But how big is it? Well, Mark's got some thoughts, a number of them, in fact, so we'll break it down a little later. Along the way, we'll have a January 6th update for you. You'll never believe this. It's both crazy and dumb. And speaking of dumb, let's go ahead and get started, as always, with the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Tonight's DD, American Civilization, for not having the decency or the pride to fully collapse before we were all subjected to this. Hit it, Matt. Before I met you, I'm done. I'll break a thousand more, baby, before I am through. I want to be yours, pretty baby, yours and yours alone. I'm here to tell you, honey, that I'm bad to the bone. All right. I think that's more than enough. All right. <laughs> I'm not a fan of reality TV, but who the fuck is that for? Yeah, who is know, it dude. for? People like, love it. You mean the mass Singer in general? You just mean this particular segment, having Rudy Giuliani as a jack-in-the-box? Is that what's going on there, doing bad to the bone? I think he yeah, was dressed as a I, giant bird when he started putting the mask off. I don't really get it why he's dressed as a bird and seeing bad to the bone. Um, George Thorogood... Uh, would die all over again if you saw this. I think he's dead. But the, like, if even if Rudy Giuliani hadn't done anything since he stopped being mayor of New York, what the fuck is this? Yeah. No, I know, dude. It? It's just because everything is aimed toward uh, this being the single dumbest era in human history, I think, or just the most uh, absurd. Like, everything's just got to be, you know, if you want to break through the, the noise, you got to be over the top dumb and out there nowadays um you got I, mean, like, like, I don't know look if you needed like to show someone a snippet from the future a, a america's decline in like 15 seconds here you have a, a guy who in his best days was a racist uh you know uh authoritarian nightmare of a mayor right then all the stuff he did after that and then you got Jenny McCarthy, who single-handedly jump-started the anti-vax movement to the mainstream, dancing while he does it. While the guy who whipped his dick around in the hangover is like, this is too far for me, and walking off. Right. Stage. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, Yeah. Yeah, we deserve nothing. Um. <laughs> and this is one of those popular shows on television. Uh-huh. Way up there, man. A lot of mammals loving it. Uh Speaking of mammals and papaws, our first honorable mention for Daily Dumbass is any criminal who texts like a papaw in the midst of their criminal proceedings. Case in point, former Secretary of Energy Rick Perry uh, had his election lie undone by his own text message. He claimed to not have sent any text messages to Mark Meadows, the Trump chief of staff who got all these texts from everybody they've been looking through uh, up to and around the the day in question, January 6th, Rick Perry said he wasn't involved in that, but apparently that wasn't entirely true on account of there were a number of text messages that seemed mm-hmm. to be from his phone, and that ended with him signing his name and putting his phone number beside it. So yeah. he signs off on his own text messages, Rick Perry, at, you know, 867-5309. Yeah. 
We quote, we have the data-driven program that can clearly show where the fraud was committed. This is the silver bullet. Pam Biondi, you spelled Pam Bondi's name wrong, ha has seen and agrees, two exclamation points, Rick Perry. <laughs> you don't need to you don't need to sign text messages to people your name the secretary of energy apparently isn't confident that the white house chief of staff has his number saved in his phone that's just fucking funny uh also it's worth recalling that rick perry is so dumb when he took the job of secretary of energy he thought it was because he's from texas and he's about oil and gas mm -hmm. and they had to tell him no the department of energy has nothing to do with oil and gas that's the interior department uh, the Secretary of Energy deals with nuclear weapons, and, and he's like, yeah. "Oh shit, I don't, I don't want this job anymore." But he'd already taken it. Uh, he also he famously anything, forgot the name of the uh, the agency um, before he got became in charge of it. But he was trying to come up with three agencies that he was talking shit about, I think, and he couldn't remember yeah. what the Department of Energy was called. And so yeah. later they uh, they put him in charge of it. Yeah, of course they put him in charge of nuclear scientists because this is a guy who uh, went to Texas A&M and famously got a D in a class called Meat. Um, so. <laughs> I, I've said what I'm about to say a lot, but briefly again, like we've talked about before, I used to work for the Department of Energy. And when I was there, we had two secretaries in the time I was there. And one was the head of physics at MIT and the other was head of like uh, nuclear physics and something else at Stanford. Mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. then rick perry after that so it's a pretty big uh sign of how the regimes would be different but these uh these text messages from meadows phone um like there's been a lot of shit come out of these rick perry wasn't the only dumb one i know uh, just jumping around slightly because i wanted to point out that marjorie taylor green they had a text message from her where she said that trump should enact martial law except mm -hmm. she spelled it like the university or like Thurgood Marshall's last name, M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L, law. And it's like both funny but also chilling to me that like the people who came this close to like successfully pulling off an insurrection mm -hmm. are just so dumb. Do you know what I mean? Like it, that's pretty terrifying. It's comically terrifying. <laughs> she had she'd only been a congresswoman for like four days at this point. Like she she didn't even have the bathroom key yet, right? <laughs> Her name tag wasn't dry, and she's fucking trying to overthrow the government. These people are I would like I just want the confidence. Do you know what I'm saying? I just want yeah. the assertiveness. <laughs> I can't really wrap my mind around it. Yeah, we'll come back to her in a second. I mean, there's been a lot of January 6th stuff that came out this week. Of course, none of it breaks through the noise, really. Um, but like uh this this was weird. This this was maybe a bunch of conspiracy theories going because Trump, of course, got real close to a lot of Secret Service agents. Like the Secret Service gave special dis dispensation to one of their uh higher-ups to leave the department temporarily, to take a leave of absence to be a White House advisor, which is weird. Um, and when uh, they rearranged the Secret Service to give Biden a new, fresh detail because the Biden administration didn't trust anyone left over from Trump's detail, which all, all seemed really weird at the time. But so apparently when the uh, when the people, when the rioters broke through at the Capitol, Secret Service tried to rush Mike Pence into a car. Mm -hmm. And someone uh, someone quoted him as saying, I'm not getting in that car. Now, people interpreted yeah. it all kinds of wild ways, like the Secret Service is going to go like, what? Kill him or something? Execute Mike Pence? Yeah, no. I I think he just he understood that if he left, he wouldn't be there to certify the election, and Trump would like fucking push forward. And he was just like, no, I'm going to do my job. Do it. Mike Pence did his duty for once, so he stayed right. there and did. The Secret Service is trying to do their job to keep, keep him safe, and he's like, no, I got to I got to do a thing, and he did it. So kudos. Yeah, to it's one like guy the one and only commendable thing that yeah. Mike Pence has ever done. But I mean, yeah. you know, it's a pretty big one though. I think they want to, you know, hang his ass to this day over that shit. So oh yeah, but he's still running for president. 
So he wants to be the he wants to be the uh, standard bearer of the party that wants to murder him. So that's because I wonder how that's going to go. So another dumbass here, I guess we'll circle back to how this relates to this. But um, Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, she had a court hearing last week because some people are trying to kick her off the ballot in Georgia, just like this, similar to a legal proceeding they had in North Carolina about Madison Cawthorn to uh, kick her off the ballot because of uh, the 14th Amendment that happened after the Civil War. Uh, it says that people that tried to overthrow the government can't serve in Congress. Um, so anyway, yeah, here's how this went. Uh, yeah, play this clip. This is great. And when you uh, were notified that people had entered the Capitol illegally, did you also understand at that point that there had been violence at the Capitol? I only knew what I was told. I'd heard, I'd heard a gunshot. We all heard it. And um, we were so confused. We thought Antifa was breaking in or BLM because of those little <laughs> riots that had gone on and on all throughout all right. 2020, day in and day out. So is funny about that is that the CNN got a hold of these 2,400 texts or whatever a couple days later. And one of those texts is Marjorie Taylor Greene to Mark Meadows uh, saying, Mark, I was just told there's an active shooter on the first floor of the Capitol. Please tell the president to calm people. This isn't the way to solve anything. So if it really is Antifa, as she's claiming to believe now, why on that day does she think the president Trump could call them off? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and there's uh, all the uh, other text messages from her in that treasure trove leading up to it was talking about how like they got all these big players on 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 board and you know and like they need to talk and they need to talk with some people with the Trump staff to for planning for the event like very actively involved in how it was all going to go down. No mm-hmm. concerns about Antifa being there. And then yes, on the day of, uh, like you said, she was trying to tell Trump to call off what she thought was Antifa doesn't seem to make sense. I don't think we need to watch uh, this clip, but there's a, a 90 second long montage of just her saying, I don't know when yeah. asked if she tweeted or retweeted certain things, despite there being direct evidence to the contrary. I saw one where mm-hmm. somebody asked her if she uh, called Nancy Pelosi a traitor to this country. I think it was. And she goes, I don't know. I have no recollection of that. And the lawyer goes, well, let's see exhibit B. And she goes, Oh wait, you know what? Actually, uh, like the most clear sign of being caught in a lie that you could possibly have. You know what I do? That's, uh, but anyway, it was all pretty farcical. And yeah. um, what's the outcome of that with her, Mark? The, the- oh, there's a resolution of that case. Yeah, people. Okay. I saw lawyers complain about how bad the lawyers, uh, both lawyers were. Her, her lawyer apparently. His, his defense with like, well, technically she wasn't a congressperson yet in January 3rd, essentially saying, well, she's, it's okay for her to overthrow the government as long as she wasn't sworn in, which is really funny. But there are these yeah. videos of her say, literally saying on her Facebook page, she took the video down, but other people, of course, grab it where she says, we must prevent the peaceful transfer of power, which is like, right. that to me, it's a ball game, but yeah. I'm, I don't have lawyer brain. Um, no, I know. Yeah, well, there's so many instances of ball game uh, over the course of the investigation in January uh-huh. 6th, or what should be ball game, but yet uh, ball is never gamed. The game is never called. Um, but they, a lot of the stuff from the Meadows text just very heavily, not even implies, establishes that these people like knew how big of a deal this was and knew how uh-huh. bad it was going while it was happening, despite how they've tried to downplay it since and their own involvement with it. Uh, for example, Kevin McCarthy and his supposed or his reported interactions with Donald Trump on the matter, which we have audio evidence for. You want to play these McCarthy clips? Yeah. So to set this up, this is a private Republican call. Like, I think, So the sequence of events here is last week, 
these two reporters who, are, who have a book coming out, which of course they saved all of this for their fucking book because it's not like we needed to know it two years ago or whatever. They uh, are a year and a, over a year ago. They, they had a book coming out that said that McCarthy on a conference call said that uh, he wished Trump would resign and they were considering the 25th Amendment. He denied that, said, no, this is absolutely fabrication. SpongeBob meeting 15 minutes later, they released the audio and this is it. Let's listen. But let me be very clear to all of you, and I've been very clear to the president. He bears responsibilities for his words and actions. No ifs, ands, or buts. I asked him personally today, does he hold responsibility for what happened? Does he feel bad about what happened? He told me he does have some responsibility for what happened. Um, and he needs to acknowledge that. Yeah. Yeah, so it goes on for a while, but basically Lynn Cheney is, of course, helping lead the call because at that moment she's the number three, number three in the caucus. And he's agreeing with her about everything about how the, the president doesn't resign. They got to use the 25th Amendment. Then like four or five days later, pa- it, it, time passes and he goes and does a photo op with uh, Trump at Mar-a-Lago. And then this story comes out. It comes out. M- McCarthy's been dodging everyone's questions about it or changing the subject. And Trump just called him my Kevin and said they're cool now. So, yeah, I mean, it's weird to me. We keep going back to this theme, but like behind closed doors, right. they're all sane, honest patrons. Right. And then when it comes time when it comes time to put their ass in the line, they're fucking huge cowards. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, wanna... yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you play the next one. This one came out today. The other thing that we have to do is these members on either whatever position you are calling out other members, that stuff's got to stop. Tension is too high. The country is too crazy. I do not want to look back and think we caused something or we missed something and someone got hurt. Um, I don't want to play politics with any of that. But then they just play politics with all of it mm-hmm. <laughs> and, all of, and all of the time since then. But yeah, like yeah. we talked about before with these, these, uh, the texts and calls and stuff from that day, like you just said, it's like in private, they seem like rational people who understood the the gravity of this whole thing, but in public, mm-hmm. they can't say any of that shit. Even though you know there's tapes and text and everything proving it, but they back themselves into a corner. But also, it will not matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Nothing ever matters. It's not going to matter with their people. I mean, I guess they might take some heat for acting sane for a while. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're definitely not going to take any heat for the lying about it later part. Like that hits for them, you know. It's so like, it's just frustrating. I understand that McCarthy desperately wants to be Speaker of the House, but like, at what cost? And also, like, what? It's like <laughs> we we want to burn everything down to rule over a pile of skulls. Like, congratulations, mm-hmm. congratulations on your new pile of skulls. You got it. You're in it. <laughs> yeah, man. As long yeah. as there ain't a Democrat running the skull pile you know yeah and they're on board with that uh all right our next honorable mention the ccp for not stepping their game up this is mike pompeo uh here fox news contributor so why does the left act as if like conservatives are a bigger threat to america than the ccp uh because in fact uh we 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 often are (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i get nothing to add to that <laughs> it's like, yeah i mean yeah. I, personally i feel a little threat in my day-to-day life from the chinese communists but uh you know 
whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, our next honorable mention is uh, whoever fucking decided to give Trump that goddamn brain test just because we're never, ever going to hear the end of it. You, yeah. Hit it, Matt. First, they said, not too smart. Then I did that. They said, well, that all went away. I really did that. I said, Doc Ronnie, I got to take it. He said, you know, the problem is, sir, this is essentially a public place. One of the great hospitals of the world, right? He said, but, you know, you have a series of doctors sitting there and all. And if you do badly, the word's going to get out. I said, I know that. How tough is it? He said, it's very tough. I said, <laughs> let's give it a shot. <laughs> and I did it in front of a panel. And we aced it. And the one person said, that's the first time I've ever seen anyone ace it. Isn't that nice? So all of that stuff stopped, Steve. It was very nice. Okay. But then they made me a dictator instead. In other words, I don't know. Which would you rather be, a dumb person or a dictator? I think, I don't know. Perhaps a dictator would be better. I don't really understand what he's going on. But like, this is the second I time. Think, I feel yeah. like I think what he's trying to do there, but I don't. it's not the same thing. It's like We've talked before about how uh, like conservatives act at the same time, they act like liberals are super, you know, weak-willed mega pussies, but mm. also are Antifa super commandos, and how that mm. just don't make any sense. Oh, I think he's, he's trying okay. to say like, oh, they say I'm a dictator, but they also say I'm dumb. Well, dumb person can't be dictator, but I don't. That ain't true. I don't think. No, <laughs> you put I can name a lot of really stupid. <laughs> yeah, di- most right. of them are really stupid. Yeah, right. It- if you don't understand how people are going to see you down the line, you're more likely to do stupid, evil things, right? If you don't care about other people, like, yeah. okay, Hitler was very fucking stupid. I don't know why we've got this meme that Hitler's really smart, but he wasn't. Mussolini was a fucking idiot. Uh, uh, Emperor Hirohito was just a figurehead as half a fucking idiot. Um, uh, uh, Jairo Bolsonaro is trying to do a fascist dictatorship in, in Brazil. He's an absolute fucking idiot. If you think Vladimir Putin's smart, I'd turn on the news. Uh, I don't know what to tell people. It's like, yeah. it, 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 it's but not it's so hard. wild to just, I know we all know this, but just to remind ourselves that like, this was a like test meant to prove that someone doesn't have dementia, right. Or that they're yeah. not mentally incompetent. That's what the test yeah. is for. Literally. That's all. That's, that's what it proves is that you don't have dementia and he's been bragging about acing it for three goddamn years now yeah. or whatever it's it's can you correctly identify the picture of the elephant because if not well the state will come take away your scissors that's, right. that's the test right and he's like i'm a genius because i passed i don't know he just lies about everything but like it, it says something seriously that they gave him the test do you know what yeah. I mean? like it's like we've there was lost sight of it. like oh he passed it the people that people that cared about him and supported him gave it to him right yeah I don't know. Shit's wild, man. Uh, next honorable mention, anybody that thinks you need three COVID shots when you could just use number one. That's right. Check this guy out. Remember this? This is Chris Key, the guy who said you should drink your pee for COVID. Well, he's stepping his game I'm doing right intramuscular. Um, I, I have your iodine, but I'm just going to sterilize it with my own urine. Um, and and when I talk about the stems. All right, so the stem cells, um, pretty much every oh every type of stem cell is available in your urine. So stem cells are that, the that's base urine, right, Mark? pure yes. DNA yeah. cell that will start right. replicating. You could cut it off. He's Everybody injecting that, uh, yeah. aged. If you're listening to the podcast, this guy's injecting aged urine into his left uh, uh, deltoid muscle. <laughs> 
like or live on a podcast. He's shooting himself up with yeah. old P. That's what he's doing to to, well, well, to defeat COVID. Well, talking to a guy who looks like Guy Pierce's character in Iron Man Two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, as, as a quick reminder, this dude. I said last week the 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 world's saddest insurrectionist, Dustin Thompson, shares a name with my best friend. Mm. This guy also is one of our best friends from Salina. Not the guy. My one of my best friends is named Chris Key. So group chat yeah. group text has been lit up with these two dudes in recent weeks. Chris Key sent a tweet of this guy. It, it was like a headline that says activist Chris Key tells people to drink urine to cure COVID. He sent the screenshot to his mom, and his mom replied, "Why would you do something like that?" <laughs> He was like, Jesus Christ, Mom, how stupid do you think I am? That's not me. <laughs> His mom thought he that's, actually That's, that's one of those moments where you find out what people really think of you. That's it's what like he Trump said. He was like, Jesus, my mom like, thinks yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to – we got a few leftover dumbasses. Do you want to skip the segment before we run out of time? Uh, let, let's just watch this one last dumbass clip of the dude uh, talking about women voting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I have to double down on this. They care so much about everybody voting in democracy. And it's like, if you went back to the founding, and the founding fathers would have said something to the effect of like, yeah, women and probably feminine men shouldn't be allowed to vote because then their chaotic nature would manifest throughout society. That's and you right. Would, and you would say, well, no, that that's not right. That's mean. You're probably an incel. And then the founding father would just say, oh, well, do you have any evidence from your time that would contradict this? And you'd just be like... No, not exactly. Not exactly. So it would seem that they were actually right. I, I love the idea. First thing, I love the idea that the founding fathers wouldn't like effeminate women. Man, these are a bunch of dudes who wore powdered wigs and like mm-hmm. Ben Franklin, whose like favorite thing was like taking bubble baths with French prostitutes. That's <laughs> like, just very, very funny to me. But also, like, they talk about women being too erratic to vote. Uh, that group, one of their big endorsements is Carrie Lake, who's running for governor yeah, of Arizona. Arizona. About think about women being erratic. That's not true as far, uh, uh, but Carrie Lake is definitely very Dude. erratic, <laughs> lunatic man. Yeah, even just her political history. She was a she was a registered Republican. She quit that, and then she was became a registered Democrat. Was a big Obama supporter. Then she flipped back to the Republican Party, uh, and then she became a huge Trump supporter. And it's like she's she's on one, and she should not be allowed. Forget running for governor. She shouldn't be allowed to drive a car. Um, but yeah, this is a. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's wild. Uh, speaking of wild, Elon Musk and Twitter. Let's get into it. Uh, go ahead, Mark. All right. So we were talking, me and Matt and Trey. Trey was like, I don't think it's a segment. It's not a big deal. And Matt's like furious about it. And I'm like in the middle where I think it's bad, but it's bad the way that everything's bad, not a special kind of bad. So this part of this segment is for me to convince Twitter, uh, Trey, that it's bad for Elon Musk to buy Twitter. Well, I mean, so. I know. So that was like when I first woke up this morning, I texted y'all. And in my head, I was just like, it's just another billionaire asshole running the like it's. I don't, why is it going to be all that much different than the way ever or than like than Facebook is or whatever is was my first thought. Then after talking to y'all and like, you know, reading some shit, imagine mm-hmm. that. I can say that it's uh, that it's less than ideal in a lot of yeah. in a lot of ways. But go ahead, let's get into it. To, to re- so anybody watch this is like, why the fuck do I give about Twitter? You don't have to go fuck about Twitter for this. This is nothing to do. Like Twitter, I think ten percent of people Americans have Twitter accounts, and only three percent post regularly or something. So it's not like a shit ton of people. But if you do spend enough time online, you start noticing that a lot of politics and reality is downstream from Twitter. Like a lot of ideas that start off on Reddit and Twitter end up being 
uh, tweeted out by the president and then covered by a bunch of news sites. Right. So like, like, like it's one, one way, like the FBI and Capitol police did not know January 6th was going to happen, but we said on this show, Holy shit, January 6th is going to be bad. Right. Yeah. How did, how did we know that? But the FBI didn't. That's a, that's this sort of fucking why, but like we're talking about free speech debates. I just want to like all the horseshit around this stuff is like, um, are we talking about free rich people own a ton of our free speech? For example, Elon Musk, the richest person in the world, is going to own Twitter unless the government stops him or the deal falls through. Number second person, richest, richest person in the world, owns their nation's capital's flagship newspaper. The number four richest person in the world owns Microsoft. The number six and seven people, uh, richest people in the world, uh, uh, made their money off Google. These are people that control the world's flow of information mm-hmm. to a large degree. And right. It's five people. Right. Five people. Yeah. And that's the main thing that sucks about the whole deal to me is just the fact that the the idea that one dude can just spend $50 billion, like a number that's basically made up to any regular person, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, To just own his own chunk of the flow of information just because, you know, he wanted to do that. He wanted to do it and he did. And just like, yeah. The insane amount of power and everything that these billionaires have is just, it's wild right. how easy it is for them to do, you know, and like, it's, you know, We talked a lot about, about how to imagine what a billion dollars is, and I still can't really wrap my mind around it. We talked about the minutes versus seconds thing before, mm-hmm. but like, my buddy Jesse did the math, and it's like, if you, if you made $200,000 a day, Every day since Columbus landed in America, you would not have $44 billion to buy Twitter. See, that's fucking <laughs> crazy, man. Yes. Yeah. So that is yeah, crazy. And it's also doubly crazy because, and I don't know about Elon's particular deal, but so much of it is like, it's not just like cash in a vault. You know what I mean? It's like owning assets that are valued mm-hmm. at this amount, which gives you access to that more money. And it's all so much of it is just like kind of on paper. Uh, but then it just allows them to, yeah, you know, run well, the world and have everything they want. Elon, the funny thing about this deal, we'll get this in a little bit, but he, he borrowed the money for it. And it might, that deal might come, this, this might be the deal that ruins him and buy this, buy this to social media company toy to own the libs. Uh, Cause he got some pretty shitty terms, but uh before how these dudes think like you hear like right wingers talk about how like everyone should be allowed on Twitter because it's the public square and it's like uh, it should be a publicly re- regulated utility, which whatever. I don't care. But the, the, when you filter this through the right wing brain worms here, like he, uh, Jack Dorsey, who founded Twitter, uh, posted this yesterday about why he was happy about the deal. In principle, I don't believe anyone should own or run Twitter. It wants to be a public good at a protocol level, not a company solving for the problem of being of it being a company, however. Elon is a singular solution I trust. I trust his mission to extend the light of consciousness. Now, Jack's kind of dude, he's the kind of like right-wing Burning Man libertarian tech dude. So like he just he just drinks ayahuasca and lives in the desert. So mm-hmm. like when he uses words like consciousness, he's he's using it sincerely, he's just a fucking idiot. But think about how the, how the, how how dumb that is. I think Twitter should be publicly owned. So I'm handing it over to one super rich guy. Right. <laughs> Yeah, because he's the next best thing <laughs> to having it be publicly yeah. owned. Like it should be publicly owned, but if it can't be, then yeah. this you know megalomaniacal he, meme lord is the uh-huh. uh, second best option. Yeah, if you can't have a democracy, let's just have a di- dictator who says he's benevolent, despite all evidence we have to the contrary. 
Um, and so conservatives are loving this. Even oh, though yeah, dude. Elon's They've been politics, popping bottles all yeah. day, buddy. Elon's politics are all over the place. He just believes right. whatever, outside of his self-interest, which is, of course, extremely right-wing and anti- right. anti-regulation, except when he needs right. government. Hates unions, all that shit. Yeah. He'd have slaves if he could. But that's all, yeah. like I said, that's just, that's your run-of-the-mill, like, tycoon shit. You know, yeah. like, they're all so, like that. Yeah, so they all been uh, they all been celebrating like they like a bunch of like people got kicked off Twitter. Not just Trump, but like Laura Loomer and all these right wing psychos, anonymous Nazis or whatever have been banned. Have been trying to get back on the platform ever since Elon theoretically bought it. By the way, Elon hasn't bought it yet. These people are all idiots. The, right. it's gonna, the deal's going to take like six months to close, and then whatever management organization change is going to take is going to take a year, two, three years, four years, whatever. Unless he just completely destroys the place and shuts the lights off. Um, but so people have already started trying to tweet out like Nazi shit, like tweeting anti-trans memes and uh, right. and, and uh, or posting COVID misinformation to like dip their toe in to see if the tweets yeah. get taken down. Um, like ivermectin people are already going crazy. This is funny. Right. Oh, before we get to that, this made me laugh. Uh, millions of Americans this is a quote. Millions of Americans have been choking back their thoughts and opinions on this platform for years that a fear of being suspended or canceled. I have a feeling the dam is about to break. That thought is from John Rich, the country, the country. Remember the country music duo, Big and Rich. Big and Rich, their, yeah, yeah, of course. Thought leaders, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> the ivermectin people are back on Twitter posting all their shit, and they're really having fun. They they did this thing. This again, these people think the deal closed, and Elon's already like in the right. office walking around making coffee and shit. Um, as far as politics goes, Trump says he's not coming back. I think he's lying. I think once he once he gears up gears up for his twenty twenty four campaign, he'll definitely yeah. Be back but what about the old? Uh... Truth Social or whatever is that what yeah. it's called? So that's the yeah. thing is like he, he would have to it's take gonna fuck hit. that over, ain't it? Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't even posted on Truth yet. By the way, they, like he's got a bunch of Trump supporters there waiting for him to like come, like like for Moses to come down the mountain with the tablets, and he just won't bother posting on Truth Social because it's such an embarrassment. But like an easy workaround would be for for Elon to like buy tr- Truth for an undisclosed sum that's just very little, but allows Trump to say that built the business was a success, and he's now merged and he's back on Twitter. Um, where where but, are you at, by the way, on this whole part of it? Like those people being allowed or not allowed on on Twitter and everything. I mean, personally, it's better for my mental health not see Trump's tweets all the fucking time. As right. far as like what it does for society, I think like I think Trump's social media presence got a lot of people attacked and killed, like a lot of hate crimes, a lot of and so forth. Uh, as far as the politics goes, I think. Probably the number two reason he lost in 2020 was because of his tweets. And that that's not just my opinion. That seems to be the consensus among other Republicans in, uh, on Capitol Hill. Like uh, Mitch McConnell was always bitching about what a horror show uh, his uh, – uh, oh, Matt says, he has some, well, Matt says he has polling on that. So apparently I'm not just guessing out of my ass. But like, like one of the things that came out in, Mac- in the McCarthy recordings was that he was saying that he hoped half of his caucus would get kicked off Twitter because it makes his life a living hell. <laughs> that was really funny. Right. So yeah. Funny. Yeah. Like I don't – I've never had any problem with that shit or those people who say it being removed from Twitter, especially like mm-hmm. the COVID misinformation in particular. I've never been like, oh, that's not right. They should just let them do that shit. If they won't you know, say you can't do that shit. It's completely fine with me, but I also have never really cared all that much if people like that are all are allowed to be on platforms like Twitter. And I don't know if it's because I'm just like, I don't know. To me, it's like the people that, you know, can be heavily influenced by that type of lunacy can find it in any number of other places, you know, if they if they need to. And also anyone who's got a brain that works when they see some shit like that from a crazy person 
is going to recognize it as being crazy. Like you were just saying about it having negative impacts on a lot of these politicians because it's like it gives them a platform to hang themselves with their own stupidity noose. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like I just don't really – if you want to kick them off of it, it's fine, but I also don't really care all that much if they're allowed to exist on these platforms. Yeah. Yeah, I think one thing, the internet's definitely let psychos get together and organize and feel like they're in larger numbers than they are. And it used to be like if you wanted to like learn how to build a, a truck bomb, you had to, uh, you know, uh, go buy a weird gun magazine and find an ad for the Turner Diaries in the back of it. And then the guy, a guy would mail you a copy of the anarchist cookbook with it or whatever. And you would wonder, you would you, when you blew yourself up in the truck, you'd wonder if anyone was on your side or going to cheer you on. <laughs> Now you go to a message board. Everyone's like, yes, here's how you build a bomb. And we will love if you do this. And it's just right. like, it's just different. So I don't, I mean, I don't know, like internet has some good stuff, a lot of bad stuff, but like the thing about content moderation is like, I don't know if people realize how moderated the internet is and how unusual it will be if it wasn't moderated. Um, you can't just like, it's worth noting that everybody who's ever tried to start a pure free speech site, out of pure, they usually started out of idealistic terms. The, the guys that started 2chan, 4chan, uh, 8chan, 8kun, whatever, the, but they, they go on all the, all the old image boards. All these guys were free speech, whatever, and eventually they got so disgusted with their own product, they shut it down. That's why 4chan started after 2chan. That's why all the chans got shut down. It's because their owners are like, fuck this, this is gross. Because it ends up being nothing but Nazi stuff, mm-hmm. child porn, and like death threats, and like, and, and yeah. it, it gets really, really weird. Yeah, if any you, of those things, like, yeah, you, you know, you can't be having that yeah. <laughs> on any kind of mainstream platform. Uh, yeah. I just Facebook, mean, you know, they act yeah. like they get fucking kicked off for just, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I can't even think of a good example. Whatever Marjorie Taylor Greene got kicked off for, was that fucking ivermectin shit or was it election lies or whatever? Any of the more extreme lies, yeah. examples then you know, sure. But it's also just like I'm, I see plenty of insanely stupid shit on Twitter all the time still. Yeah. You know what you I mean? For some yeah. pretty hardcore right wing motherfuckers who are saying pretty hardcore right wing shit all over Twitter all yeah. the time, as is. Like it's just you know, I don't know. You pretty much can't do death threats, and even then you can do most death threats. Uh <laughs> and then they did and then they, because of the January sixth and the uh, uh and the COVID stuff, like they they start just started taking down medical disinformation and the big lie stuff. But pretty much anything else goes. Like yeah. it, I, there was a bunch of alt-right psychos that became convinced I was secretly Jewish and they would send me death threats and Nazi propaganda cartoons. And that Twitter was fine with that. And they like, also doxed what? me and posted. You yeah. literally? Yeah. What? Yeah. Because of us, because of this, what are you talking about? No, this, this is like 2017 with the alt-right Phil really ascended. Um, I, I, <laughs> It, it, it right when Trump first it, it posted a picture of my wife going to the, to the women's march and it went viral because it had a joke attached to it. And I got a bunch of people calling my wife ugly, <laughs> saying yeah. that uh, we should both be murdered. Somebody doxxed us. They found an address. It happened to be our old address. I, I Googled it a couple of times. Nobody at that address got murdered. So like, they were just talking shit. But like mm-hmm. they found an address of mine. So these, these, Twitter's, Twitter has a loose hand with most stuff, right? Right. All right. Um, but I just started talking about content moderation. Just talk about li- your Facebook feed where all you see is like your your uh, stupid political debates and p- cute pictures of your friends' kids. The only reason you just see that stuff is because Facebook offloads content moderation to farms in like Malaysia and shit where they pay people a dollar an hour to scroll through all the posts uh, as they go up. And if they didn't do that, you would see a ton of suicide videos, child abuse videos, murders, 
worst shit I don't want to describe. Poor people are deleting that. It's the only reason you'll see it in your feed. Because when you ask, when you argue for free speech on the internet, these products, they, they, don't, they don't moderate out of nobility uh, because they care about people. It's because no one would use their product if they were left unmoderated. You wouldn't go on Facebook, right? They also, I don't give a fuck what they say. They don't want free speech because they don't want, you know, they would have critical race theory banned from Twitter or whatever if they could in a heartbeat. They literally just want to be able to say the things that they agree with. No, no, I I, I jump at the right wingers. I'm talking about Facebook itself. Like Facebook's interest other than being left alone to make money is like, they don't do content moderation. Content moderation is not political is my point. No, I know. And And I'm just saying... Also, they talk all this shit about free speech, but they don't want it either. Like, yeah. like you're saying, everybody wants content moderation because this is the type of shit you get if you don't have it. And I'm saying mm-hmm. beyond just that, they don't want free speech in the first place. They just want people right. to be able to say the shit that they agree with. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Elon is Elon doesn't believe in free speech either. Uh, so we'll get we'll, we'll go deeper in that in a second. But like, let's talk about what, what Elon uses Twitter for, because if you don't, this is the world's richest man. Mm-hmm. You would presume is smart. Mm-hmm. And this is what he does on Twitter. This is from a couple of days ago. He <laughs> posts this meme comparing Bill Gates to the pregnant man emoji. It was just pretty funny. It's funny. <laughs> he captioned it in case you need to lose a boner fast. Yeah, that's wow. what I'm saying. It's like, dude, yeah. some people act like uh, Elon Musk is like Tony Stark or something. Yeah. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Just like this super genius billionaire philanthropist who's changing the yeah. world and whatever else but th- but he's a fucking meme lord dude he does yeah. shit like this all the time people think he's an inventor or coder or something he's never invented any it's a it, it, he's just a business guy but like if you're wondering why he's beefing with bill gates this relates to the free speech thing uh he found out that bill gates has a 500 million dollar short position on tesla now shorting mm-hmm. tesla is a pretty smart bet because tesla is a terrible business and eventually it's going to go under whenever elon can give up on branding and pump and dump stuff when he actually has to produce a product all right so uh elon found this out bill gates asked him to texted him asking they want to get involved in some charitable foundation or whatever and must basically told him to fuck off because he knew about his short position on tesla now new york times found out about those texts so elon or Elon denies he did it, but but a, a, a pro Trump, a pro Musk Twitter account tweeted out screen grabs of those texts to own Bill Gates. Now, <laughs> the thing is, the guy that runs that account is involved in a lawsuit against a guy who runs an anti Elon Musk Twitter account, uh, <laughs> who's tr- who also has a short position on Tesla. Those two guys have been harassing this Twitter account and trying to get it shut down for years. So if I told you that Elon Musk spent $44 billion to buy Twitter so he could shut down this, this guy's Twitter account for being critical of Tesla to try to push his short position, would that sound insane or that sound like it's very straightforward? <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, he doesn't – like the other stuff he uses Twitter for that's not really uh, – he – accused a British cave diver rescuer of some children of being a pedophile because he made fun of his underwater submarine. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. He, he posted on Twitter that he was taking Tesla private at $420 a share, which led to an SEC lawsuit for fucking over his shareholders because it did all kinds of weird things to his stock price, even though it's just a joke about the number 420 because he heard about weed when he was 53 years old. <laughs> right. um, yeah, I heard about it from Joe Rogan and started being yeah. super cool and shit. <laughs> yeah, he, like, he, he started smoking weed on Joe Rogan's podcast. It was the first time he tried <laughs> weed. And the federal government started started investigation to review his, secur- his necessary security clearance for SpaceX. Like, the guy's a fucking idiot joke. Like, it doesn't... So, by the way... Uh, 
his all his companies are government funded. SpaceX, Tesla only exists because a huge government bailout under Obama, and SpaceX only exists because it's a government contractor. Whatever. He also got in a huge Twitter beef with Azalea Banks, who's a like a B list rapper, over like. Elon tried to initiate a threesome, a drugged up threesome with her and Grimes while she was pregnant. It's like, yeah, it's fucking weird. Uh, but like, why do, but his public image, the Tony Stark right. thing is so different from the reality that is this very, this, this dumb sex weirdo who's just right. good at pushing numbers around. Uh, like people think he's an inventor, but he's only an inventor in the sense that like he sort of invented a definition of the word inventor, which is like a guy that buys stuff and takes credit for inventing it. Um, it, like Tesla is supposed to save the world with electric vehicles, but it has a zero rating on climate management from like all these climate organizations because while their cars don't emit stuff, they won't say anything about their manufacturing process to the outside world. They just keep it all hidden so they won't let anybody look at it. So as far as they know, they're, they're, they're taking lithium from the batteries and dumping it in creek beds. No one knows. Um, Dude, actually, now that I think about it, Elon Musk is a pretty good example for me personally of this exact thing we were talking about with Twitter a few minutes ago because like – for a long time, like year, when I first found out about Elon Musk, like years ago, like I totally bought into all that shit at first. Like when I heard the Me thing too. he was trying to do and I was yeah. like, dude, this guy's like literally trying to save the world. That's what he's trying to do. It's like climate change and the whole thing with the fucking he had shit about trying to get out in front of the AI singularity and all this type mm -hmm. of stuff. Like he was a big thinker and taking us back to space, which I've always th wanted to do as mm -hmm. a species. And I bought into all that. And I think I never really thought about it, but I think the biggest reason why over the years I've come to realize that instead it's all the shit you just said about who Elon Musk really is, is because mostly of him on Twitter and just like how he be. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like if he wasn't on Twitter, I might still think he was Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, it's weird. Like, and if, like all, like all his companies are basically pump and dump schemes. Like the thing about Tesla, the promise of saving the world was a branding exercise, but Tesla doesn't actually make very many cars. Tesla's actual revenue is like, um, like has about the same as TJ Maxx's, but has a $200 billion stock valuation. Those right. two things are incompatible. It's just purely like a, it's a pump and dump scam where the promise of something never comes. And if you wonder if he would use like say Twitter, to like artificially inflate the narrative around what a, what a good guy is or great as companies are. He's already done it. He got caught using a bunch of Twitter bots like, like, like Russia did to push his business image. Like there you mm -hmm. go. The of LA times Twitter bots helped build the cult of Elon Musk and Tesla, but who's created them? Well, I could fucking take a guess. Um, and like, so this fraud is about to control the whole ideas to news pipeline, right? Uh, this next one, this is a headline uh, from a, from the Daily Beast, Musk will use Twitter to update Murdoch's Fox News playbook. Right, this is going to make him extremely powerful, even if you don't use Twitter. I don't know how to like make people. People might not believe me, but like it's it's weird. You watch uh, Twitter's a, pro, uh, a platform for writers, so every reporter in the world's on it, inter, uh, uh, talking to each other. You can see them spitballing how to frame stories back and forth to each other. This is how they decide what the news is going to be. Um, yeah, I mean, Rupert news. Murdoch is a great, you know, I mean, yeah. that's a very cogent example because, I mean, he might like that motherfucker and Fox News might be like the biggest reason that we are the way we are today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, way, the, he, he's one. He's the most damaging rich person in the history of the world. I, yeah. I mean, like since, since uh, Genghis Khan. Um, so. I mean, when you factor in what he's done to global warming, like if it, the effects that's going to have, like it's going to pass like fucking Hitler, dude. It's not even going to be close. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mur Mur Murdoch. 
Uh, like there was a the, somebody asked the prime minister of New Zealand why their politics were so sane, and she simply said, "We're too small for Elon Musk to have a news station here." And I was like, yeah, "That's pretty straightforward." Um, you you know, the bit Murdoch? of good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rupert Murdoch. Sorry. Um, yeah, there you so, go. Yeah. So uh, uh, the bit of good news here is the way Musk finances it. He took on twenty five billion dollars in debt to acquire Twitter at an average interest rate of four to five percent. So for Twitter to make it up, it's going to have to pay like a dollar, like like one point three billion dollars a year in interest alone, which is more than it made before interest and taxes last year. So he bought this thing to take a loss, and he can't afford it because eventually he's going to burn through his stuff like MC Hammer did. But it, the funny thing was somebody did an analysis, and basically the quickest way to make Twitter profitable would be to like turn it into a porn site, like make it like OnlyFans. Of course. They already, have, they already have the tip jar set up and uh, there are already a bunch of people posting nudes on there. So all you got to do <laughs> is just connect the two thoughts and you've got a profitable company. Um, and yeah. porn is very often the answer to that question. Uh, yeah. Porn <laughs> profitability the- on the internet. <laughs> I mean, por- porn's what created the internet and porn's what created the VCR. So like, I mean, yeah. it's like it's, it is what it is. Um, just a few quick examples of him not caring about free speech. One, he fires people trying to unionize companies or talk about unionizing. He's gotten people fired for YouTubing, uh, making critical YouTubes about his products. Uh, he literally tried to get a whistleblower killed at one of his companies. This guy was a whistleblower about some like uh, bad practices at a factory. And Elon or somebody close to him called the cops and tried to get him shot by saying he was coming to the factory to match to shoot people. Um <clears throat> His uh, and th- this is all like someone asked him. He tweeted this out today. What free speech meant to him? By free speech, I simply mean that what which matches the law. I am against censorship that goes far beyond the law. If people want less free speech, they will ask government to pass laws to that effect. Therefore, going beyond the law is contrary to the will of the people. That's gibberish. And it also right. is covered for the fact that like he's going to do whatever governments want, which is the opposite of free speech. He's saying if Saudi Arabia wants a post taken down, Saudi Arabia will take it down. And if China wants to take it down, he wants to take it down. By the way, he's, he's already acquiesced to a bunch of shit with the Chinese government. He's had the Chinese government uh, crack down on Tesla critics in exchange for favorable business uh, accommodations to him. He's like, he's he's just a bad fucking dude, man. And uh, they, handing him this much power to set the news cycle is going to be bad if, you choose, if he doesn't get bored and just walk away from it. So, yeah, that's right. my spiel about Elon sucking. All right. Well, yeah. Things just get better all the time, don't they? <laughs> Something new and exciting and uplifting every week. Matt, throw us a couple of uh, comments yeah. up there if you got some. I had a couple of things to talk about in the turn of the comments, but they're both even more depressing than, uh, than this, so we'll just <laughs> skip it. Right. Don't forget to like and subscribe, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Smash all that the, like button. Subscribe. Tell your news, friends. To button the thing on a happy topic is there is good grounds for the government to block Elon from acquiring Twitter. There's also places that the deal could fall through. Elon owns Starlink, which controls a huge chunk of the internet already. This could very easily be stopped on like antitrust grounds. So they I back don't know to giving Congress, a fuck about that now. They they you couldn't I mean, tell they, it from like Hollywood over the past few years and shit, and what our buddies Disney have been doing, and just I, I thought yeah. they sort of just. I thought they kind of gave up on the whole monopolies are bad thing a while ago. The last thing they did, the last one they stopped was the AT&T merger for a while because Trump was mad at CNN. So the government will do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, who knows? It was funny when I saw Ivermectin was uh, trending and and I thought like something had happened with Ivermectin. But then when I looked at it and I realized it was because the Aldi's 
Elon Acolytes thought that he was already in charge, and so it was now free reign to post all their ivermectin stuff because it was, you know, no longer against the rules or whatever. That was really funny. Uh, yeah. Catherine Lane on YouTube says, does Mark have a blog? Uh, speaking of social media, not since I quit MySpace, uh, Catherine. So, yeah, I write yeah. I write for a living, and I'm usually tired of doing it by the time I clock out. So. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely fair enough, but I can see yeah. where she's coming from, you know. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. It seem like you either have or have had a blog. I mean, I had a blog. I mean, I've had a couple of blogs in my time. You know, who am I? In another in another context, you assume we can have a blog would be like a huge burn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tim, this guy, this guy fucking has a blog. Yeah, Tim, yeah. It almost always is used as an insult. Actually, I think <laughs> yeah. when you think about it, Tim Fraser or Fraser from YouTube says, love you guys. Fucking hilarious. Well, I don't know about all that. Mostly just uh, depressing, I think, but hopefully in an entertaining way. Thank you, Tim. We try our best. Misty. Uh, Misty says, Misty story says, I miss MySpace. Absolutely. Cause here, if you guys are too young to remember, Trey, you might be, you might be too young. No, I had a MySpace, but okay. God damn, dude. You, so, MySpace existed when I first started doing stand up. The thing about MySpace was it was honest. It was for artists to promote their stuff. Advertising mm-hmm. is built into the platform. Facebook came up and their promise was, we'll never spam you with ads. How did that work out? Yeah. <laughs> How did that go? MySpace, you got ads, you got, you got posted dates from two bands and comedians or whatever that you wanted to see. That was it. And it was like, it, it was like, it was annoying sometimes. People post too much, but you knew what you were getting. So. Matt, get rid of that. Do not, don't do it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah now myspace people that don't know or did, never knew or don't remember but uh dang cook being the biggest comedian on planet earth in the aughts that was built entirely off the back of myspace and i mean that it's like a compliment like he was the dude who figured that out but that was the uh mm-hmm. the sort of reach and power that myspace once had I've seen a lot of people saying like oh maybe this will turn out like myspace but you know facebook came and sort of destroyed myspace and i don't know where the the twitter analogies we bitch a lot about billionaires and stuff so i just want to give a shout out to tom from myspace Mm -hmm. tom made his 400 million dollars off myspace and his company went under he fucked off he He fucked off forever he like takes pictures on the beach now or something like that dude i agree completely that guy (laughs) that's how you're supposed to do it as far as i'm i call that the the one good lick doctrine that's what i call that one good lick and then gone, buddy. Off to the beach. Uh, Bubba Husky on YouTube says, hell, I still miss Napster. Man, a lot of blasts from the past tonight. Napster was my shit. Burning CDs. Had a had a external CD burner, you know, that hooked up to the computer separately. And uh, that was a hustle in high school, man. People making burnt CDs and selling them to, you know, kids who didn't have burners and shit. My buddy had a label maker. You get a custom label, put it on there, you know, with your girl's name or something. Give her a bunch of... Fucking, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't remember who the yeah. Savage Garden tunes or something. Uh, yeah. MySpaceX says HK. I get it. Like SpaceX, but my, yeah, I hear you. you put HK Tom in charge YouTube. of it. Thank you. Uh, put Tom in charge of SpaceX. That's how we do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like the whole music industry lined up to destroy Napster because people were getting their music for free on the internet and artists weren't getting paid. Now, what's the model? Right. <laughs> Yeah. So it's just Spotify and Apple get it. Artists still mm-hmm. don't see jack shit. 
And so they destroyed that Napster kill. He ended up rich off Facebook too. So whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. So yeah, we're about to get out of here. Remember go to TreyCrowder.com to come see me on my big solo tour this summer. And you can also go to weeklyskews.com slash more if you want to support the show on Patreon and get full-length bonus episodes in doing so. Either way, we appreciate y'all being here. We'll be back here uh, next Tuesday, doing it again. Say you love you, bye.